Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. This is episode eight of chapter three, and a huge welcome to you all. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, my name is Gareth Rafferty, and this podcast is all about building my journey bit by bit by bit and starting the company as a student, really. It initially began when I was about 19, I think, and a uni student sitting in my room. And that's pretty much where it still is, but my business has progressed significantly and I've progressed significantly since the day when I started my podcast. A huge welcome to everyone that's listening and let's jump straight in. So it's 8.47 this morning. I've been up for just over two hours and it's a Sunday. Sunday, so this podcast is going to go out later today. And I'm just sitting in the normal clothes in the normal spot at my desk. And yeah, that's pretty much it. The sun's rising. Quite a beautiful sunrise this morning. Let's jump straight in because this week I've definitely learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about my business and also the people around me. So yeah, let's go. So I'm starting off this week with priorities. Now, this word has been mentioned a lot about me fairly recently because a lot of people have said I have priority issues. And I don't know if you've got a company, but if you have, and or if even if you haven't, if anyone has said this to you before, I kind of looked at them and didn't really know how to respond to that. Because if someone says you have priority issues, they think you're putting your time in the wrong place. And I wrote a little sub point for this which says your priorities for yourself may not be the same as people's priorities for you. And the reason I say this is because if you go to university, for example, the university staff members are going to be saying to you, your priorities are not in the right place if you are doing anything else besides university literally anything else it could be a part-time job it could be starting a podcast it could be creating content online building a brand it could be selling shoes from your dorm selling shoes from your bedroom your flat wherever you live it could literally be anything else and if you turn around at any point and say i can't do that today I will do it tomorrow because I have to do this. Nine times out of 10, they will, if they don't say it, they will think it. They will say your priorities are not in the right place. And it's something I've been playing around with this week because it's not the first time someone has said this to me. And When this person said it to me, it was on Monday. It was my boss at work. And she linked it back to something my university lecturer said. And I realized when I got home that day, are my priorities in the right place? 
And I really sat down with myself and pulled up a chair in my head and just spoke to myself as if I was talking to myself in a meeting room across the desk from myself and just having a back and forwards conversation with myself, which sounds, saying it out loud, that sounds a little bit weird, but I was having this conversation with myself in my head because I wondered, are my priorities actually in the right place or is it someone else's perspective that my priorities aren't in the right place? And the truth is, it could be a little bit of both. Hands up, I'm being honest. Because, yes, university may be important, working at my job may be important, but I'm building a future. And this company will be my future. And that's the truth. So, yes, I am going to prioritise that a little bit in certain aspects. I don't do it all the time, of course. When I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm at uni, I'm at uni. And yes, sometimes I do prioritise my company. And why wouldn't I? I mean, I've invested a lot of time into this. I've invested quite a bit of effort into this and I've also invested a little bit of money into this. And so why wouldn't I? And yeah, I know I've invested time and effort into my university degree, but the way that I perceive my university degree is that it's just going to tick a box on some recruiter's job description. Because it doesn't matter what degree you do. It doesn't matter where you're coming from, really. If you're going for a job, nine times out of 10, if you have a degree, it will literally be to tick a box. Of course, I'm not saying that if you want to be a doctor in medical science, that a marketing degree is going to get you in because the truth is it probably won't. And I'll be very surprised if it does. And the same if you want to go into law and you want to become a barrister, of course, having a degree in sports exercise probably won't help. So, yeah, though, besides those, and besides those ones which are very specialist, nine times out of 10, you can get into a different role. Because although I've done a marketing degree, I could get into teaching business at a, at a high school. I could probably get into a sports job. I'd just have to prove myself. And as long as you can prove yourself, I don't really think anyone matters as long as you've showed that you can and you have the skills. So that's my stance. But back to the priorities point, really. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's a balance of people's perspectives of what you should be doing, but also your own perspectives. And I don't think, and I'd be surprised if they are, ever 100% aligned because... I'm prioritizing myself and working on myself and my company because I know that will enhance my future. And I know that I'm investing in myself and my future. So why wouldn't I? And that's just the way I feel. And yes, there are those circumstances where my priorities are probably in the wrong place. And sometimes I should prioritize the work I'm doing at 
the company I work for or my university degree, but isn't that part of life? Making mistakes, learning from them, enhancing your future. And of course, we're going to make mistakes along the way. If you don't make mistakes, then, well, are you even human? <laughs> and that's just the way that I feel. That's just the way that I feel. I mean, of course, people could testify and say, hey, Gareth, I think you're wrong. And that's fine. But that's the way I feel. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because priorities is weird. A lot of people talk about priorities, also I've seen, and are your priorities ever in the wrong place? Because sometimes relating it back to life, you could go to a family member, for example, and not tell them something because you didn't want to upset them. So it was from a good place but it hurt them. Now, people could say that your priority was in the wrong place. They could say, you should have told your family member because it's your family member. Um, but you were looking out for them. So in your head, you were at a good place. But from someone else's perspective, your priorities were in the wrong place. I don't know. I'm going to leave the priorities point at that, I think. Now moving on, um, during this episode actually you'll realise that I mention a lot of motivational quotes because it has been a weird motivational week for me and quite a bit has changed in regards to my company which I'll come on to later. So now moving on to a very motivational guy called Eric Thomas. Actually just before I leave the priorities point, um, I just want to mention this little point I've wrote down. I've wrote down that you decide. So only you can decide your priorities. No one else can decide what you should prioritize. That's completely up to you. And in the future, only you will know if you prioritize the right thing. But on the flip perspective, you probably won't know because you can't go back in time, relive the other situation to see what would have happened. So stop looking backwards. You decide and trust your gut and just put everything into that decision that you decide to make. Okay, back to Eric Thomas. So Eric Thomas is a really, a really motivational character. He is a great public speaker and he's really got that will, determination, that tenacity, and you can hear it in his voice and you can hear the passion in his voice when he's speaking on stage, when he's speaking on video, you can really feel his energy. And he's one of the people that I listen to on that morning walk that I spoke about in previous episodes. My morning walk from when I'm going from my house to the train station um, on my morning commute. So I've got down something that he says quite a lot and then I'll start talking about the different points so something Eric Thomas says a lot is I'm going to think I'm going to execute and I'm going to win I'm going to think 
I'm going to execute and I'm going to win. Now, I've just said that out loud and it might not be Eric Thomas. I could be wrong. It could be someone else whose name doesn't pop to mind. But anyway, the point still stands. This guy is always in my ears. There's a handful of motivational speakers and I always have them on in my ears. Um, Listening, 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 learning, listening, waiting for something to hit me in a different way. And this one resonated with me. I can't remember what morning it was, but one of the mornings, it just hit me a different way. Now, I'm just going to repeat the quote before I move on to the next point. He says, I'm going to think, I'm going to execute, and I'm going to win. And what I thought down, which will lead me to uh, what comes next, really, is I need to be more of an executor. And by this, I mean, I need to put in more work. And I might come of a shock. But over the past few months, I haven't put in as much work as what I would have wanted. And I have spoke about this in previous episodes. And I've said that, hey, I'm working. It's a struggle. But I might have been lying to myself. Lying to myself in order to basically make myself feel better and you need to realize when you're lying to yourself and you might not realize straight away it might take you a few months but you'll realize at some point that hey you could be putting in more work even if it's just an extra hour and i've realized that this week something else it links to the first point about priorities but it also links to the current point whilst I was in that meeting about priorities my manager said to me I need to be proactive and that surprised me because I read a lot um I spend half of my lunchtime reading if not more I read on the train to work I usually read on the train on my way back from work and I was slightly confused when she said this but then I really thought about it walking home and I realized that I do need to be a bit more proactive but for myself and my company I need to stop asking for help and start using Google and working it out and I say this out loud because, and I say this to you guys because it's so, so easy to do. Going up to people, asking for help because you think it will get the job done quicker. And it probably will, but you won't learn as much as if you spend an extra hour doing it and you struggle and you work hard and you finally get it done in the end. Even if it's a tiny, tiny task, like setting up a company, for example, and yeah it's it's basically that really i mean i need to stop asking for help and don't get me wrong if you are struggling you can ask people for help i'm not telling you to just lock yourself in your room and struggle for ages and ages and ages 
you can ask people for help, but make sure you're also executing. So there's kind of a delicate balance, I think, anyways. I ask a lot of people for help because I feel it can get a job done quicker. And it probably can, but sometimes I do need to take a step back and say, can I figure this out on my own? And it's definitely a habit that I've slipped into, which I don't want to slip into. And I'm trying to start taking a step back. And don't get me wrong, I have still asked people for that. There. I have still asked people for help this week. And these people include a guy that's been on his podcast before called Luke Williams. I'm also reading his book at the moment, which I'll put a book review out soon on LinkedIn about. And so does Luke Williams. There's also a woman named Erica. I don't believe I've had her on the podcast yet. Um, maybe in the future. And also a good friend of mine called Katrina. She started a LinkedIn company a few months ago now. I think it's about six to nine months ago. And she's doing really great things. And what I really asked her was about the services that she's providing. Um, and the reason I asked her that was because I've been on a website, but I didn't fully understand. And I wanted to ask her about the back end stuff that she'd been working on in regards to that, purely because I'm revamping my services for my company. And I'll come on to this a little bit later and I'll explain why a little bit later. But yeah, I need to be more proactive. Stop asking for help. Try and see if I can do it first. And then if I really can't do it and I am really, really struggling or an extra pair of hands would just help, then I'll probably ask for help. Okay. Let's move on. The next point. Get out of your comfort zone. Now, this point came to me this morning and I put this one next because I thought it fits in quite well. You need to get out of that comfort zone that you're in and you probably won't realize you're in your comfort zone. You may say to yourself and your friends and your others, other people, I don't really know who else there will be, family, family. Get out of that comfort zone. Stop talking about it. Start doing it. And I've got a nice little quote here by Tony Robbins. And he says, the only way to take the island is to burn the boats. <clears throat> you need to burn the boats, the things that are holding you back, the things that you're leaning on. And you need to just drop yourself in that deep end. And the reason Tony Robbins says the only way to take the island is to burn the boats. He then goes on to say, because there's no way to go back. And if you've got no way to go back, then you have to go forward. And yes, it might be a struggle. I'm not saying it's easy, but if you can't go backwards, then you will find a way to go forward. And that's just how it is. And that's why when you see a lot of entrepreneurs, they started, for example, um, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, 
he started in his garage. People that start companies such as Stephen Bartlett, he started with no money. And he didn't really even have a place to live. He was bouncing around flats for like a year or something. And so you have to, well, make sure that there's no way to go backwards. And the reason people like Stephen Bartlett succeed is because they only have one option. And that one option is to work their face off until they succeed. Because if they go back, well, he could have ended up homeless. He could have ended up dying of starvation. Literally could have been anything. And so you need to make sure there's nowhere to go back. And it's not just Tony Robbins that has said this. Multiple entrepreneurs and business people have said, you need to get out of your comfort zone. But this never really resonated with me. I understood what they were saying, but I didn't really know how to do it until this morning, literally about 15 minutes before I switched the mic on and switched the podcast on to record. And I put this point down because I never understood it and I wanted to help you guys understand it now because if I can understand it, it might help you too. So Elon Musk says you need to create a situation where you sink or swim. And then he goes on to say, and you will learn how to swim. And then a little bit further into the conversation, he goes on to say, place yourself in a storm. Now, this is basically the same thing that Tony Robbins is saying, but just a different situation, if you want to call it that. You need to let go of the people around you. And when I say this out loud, I'm talking to myself because I need 100% to stop relying on other people because they don't owe me anything. And I know that nobody listening to this owes me anything. You don't owe me a listen. You don't owe me a share. You don't owe me a like on social media. You don't owe me a message. You literally owe me nothing. And the people that I'm leaning on owe me nothing as well. So I am the only one that is going to be able to move this business forward. And if you're in business or you're about to go in business, you will hit this point or you already have where, well, I know it certainly hit me. I started to get comfortable because I saw myself as having this big obstacle to climb, which was starting a company. But I've started the company, but now it's just a name and it's registered online. But that doesn't mean anything because I'm not really, well, I wasn't really doing any work towards my company. The, the most work I was really doing was 
checking HubSpot, my CRM system, to see if I had got any emails or any leads to update, which I hadn't because I haven't been doing any sales. The only sales I've really been doing is following up with these two companies to try and get them to close. And that's pretty much been it. And I didn't really know what to do because I've been fighting with myself around sales for a while about how to approach it instead of just doing. And what I'm trying to do now to put myself out there a bit more, I'm completely revamping my services. I can't tell you much about it yet, but I'm also updating my website. I'm trying to make it more SEO friendly. Um, and those of you that aren't in the digital world, SEO is search engine optimization. So to make it rank higher on search engines and things, I want to change the design a little bit. Um, and of course, my services are changing slightly. The reason being, I wasn't fully happy with the services I was offering. So I was happy with the service, but not what was in it. And I didn't feel like they were full services. So what I've been doing over the past two days is sitting down with myself and my notepad and really trying to work out who is my target audience and what do they want from me that I can provide. And it's really helpful if you do this, not on a laptop, but on a notepad and don't have any music in the background, don't have any noise in the background, sit yourself down in a room by yourself and literally just write stuff down. If you write stuff down, even if the first page is rubbish, the second page will be better, the third page will be better, and you'll have something. It's better than fighting yourself in your head, trying to figure out how to do things. And then in regards to sales, which I previously mentioned was a thing that I've been messing around in my head. What I'm going to do, and what I suggest you guys do too, is look at who your target audience are, once you've found them out, of course, and then look at the best ways to reach out to them. Because, hey, sales calls might be great if you're working B2B, but if you're working business to customer, send, giving everyone in your local area a phone call probably isn't efficient. Social media and putting your efforts into that will probably be better. Getting into events and things where your customers are going to be, getting a, a table or a stand or whatever to sell your product will probably be better. And yes, for business to business, sales calls are great, but there are also different alternatives. You can go and speak on stage and hope that and find that some of your potential clients are in the audience. You can do branding online and social media online by a podcast, by um, vlogs on a YouTube channel. You can do it on social. You can start a blog on your website, feature on other people's podcasts just to get seen and also to bring value to their audience. The opportunities are endless and 
it's something I didn't realize when I initially started out. And it's something I wanted to share with you guys because sales is a tough nut to crack. And yeah, it's very easy to be quite closed off about sales because there's a persona around sales about how if you do sales, then no one really likes you and you always come across really pushy and you get a lot of doors slammed in your face, those types of things. And there is an aspect of that, but there are also other ways to not get that same feeling of rejection all the time. That's the only way to explain it. So I, w- I just wanted to share that bit with you guys really about how my sales, um, how, how my whole company really, the services I'm offering are changing. Don't get me wrong, it's not a massive change. Um, it's only a slight change um, because I've bulked up my current packages that I have and I've switched a few around. So it's a lot more efficient for a company that's starting out. So, yeah, that's that really. It's been a week of a lot of learning for me, learning about sales, learning about how I'm going to move my business forward and how I'm going to put in the work. Because here's one for you, actually. It's something I spoke about on LinkedIn a little bit this week as well. If you're working full-time while starting a company, it will be hard. And that's no lie because you will constantly be trying to balance your own company, but also the company you work for. And it's hard because you need the money from that company to keep you alive, but you want to start your own company so you can keep yourself alive in the future. And even if when you get home from work at 7 p.m. in the evening, you do one hour of work on your own company, one hour, that's literally it. If you do one hour of work and then you do an hour of work tomorrow and then an hour of work on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and then on Saturday, maybe you do five hours and then the rest of the Saturday and Sunday you have the night off and the day off. That will be more time than probably what you're putting in right now because you're thinking too much. And I was definitely thinking too much. I just constantly thought, how can I do more to make my company move forward? How can I put in the work? How can I find the time? And actually the time was there. It was just, I wasn't utilizing it. And that's one of the positives, I suppose, about me working full time. It has been a struggle, but... I'm definitely learning a lot from this process and I mean, I've learned everything I've shared with you guys today. So I'd say I'm doing pretty good. And Hey, you've also got to remember that even though business is tough and even though it will be slow progress, especially during the beginning, don't be so hard on yourself. You're working hard. Like, It's okay to feel stressed, but look at the work that you've done and look at how far you've came so far. You're doing amazing. 
just remember that. Starting a company is not easy. Hundreds of thousands of people start one a year, if not millions. And I'm talking just about in the UK. So worldwide, I don't even know what the figure would be. But yeah, you're working hard. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're all doing amazingly. And that's probably where I'm going to end this podcast. Huge thank you to all of you for listening. If you're new, then feel free to leave a review. If you're in Apple Podcasts or follow or subscribe, depending where you're listening. And I hope you enjoyed this. And if you have found value, then great. And if you have anything that you want me to talk about or you have any questions about anything I've mentioned in this podcast today, then feel free to drop me a message on my social media, which you can find below in the description. A huge thank you to all of you for listening. And I hope you all have an amazing week. Thank you.